0: I think you have had contact with many officials in mainland China. Well, yes, over the years. Please, you name some? I did. But I think you also know Mr. Lin Li Fang. I'd left him off the list because I knew him rather well and didn't want to get him into trouble. Mr. Lin is famous in China for his toughness and authority. Do you think he has an important future in Chinese politics? I waffled, but I could see she was determined to get something specific out of me about Lin. Alarm bells started going off in my mind. He is already a member of the State Council. Do you think he'll be one of China's top leaders soon? Hong Kong journalists were still quite outspoken in those happy days before the Chinese clampdown, but this seemed to be going beyond the call of duty. I didn't say anything. There are those who think he will organise some kind of political coup in China, she went on. Do you agree? I backed away from that as fast as I could, but she wouldn't give up. Mr Lin has been in Oxford recently. Did you meet him while he was here? You obviously know I did, I thought. So I said, well, I just bumped into him by chance. His daughter's starting at my old college. Brazenose," I added, thinking, try translating that into Chinese. And did he ask you to pass on any messages? I started to get up, but the large man taking notes changed his grip on the clipboard and swung it round in my direction. It whacked me in the throat over the Adam's apple, and I choked, horribly painful. I collapsed back into the chair, unable for the moment to produce a sound. All I could do was gasp. The thin young woman just carried on as though things like that happened in all the television interviews she was involved in. Perhaps they did. What messages were they? I recovered my voice a little and made a rasping noise. The clipboard changed sides and cracked me with shocking pain on the back of the neck. A reddish cloud came in front of my eyes. I stopped shouting. "'No messages,' I grunted. "'I think there was. "'No, you should say, I think there were.' "'She looked up at the clipboard wheeler "'and he whacked me really hard again just at the base of the skull. "'Brilliant colours erupted in front of my eyes "'and I gave a dry retch. "'Still, the grammar lesson hadn't entirely gone to waste. "'I think there were.' That was the point when I slipped off the chair and started bleeding onto my Badakshan carpet. Clipboard man kicked me in the ribs three or four times, hard enough to lift my fairly heavy body an inch or so each time. We will continue like this until you tell me what messages and who you sent them to, said the young woman leaning over me. I started groaning fairly convincingly, The blood was certainly genuine. All right, all right, I'll tell you, I grunted, acting the part of the broken interrogatee and feeling rather clever. He asked me to pass on his good wishes to two of his best contacts in Britain and to tell them he wanted to meet them in London. One, was I overacting now, is a leading socialite who works for the Queen at Buckingham Palace. Her name is Princess Risborough. I looked up. No flicker of anything on the pasty white face. It made me bolder. And the other is a hugely rich businessman who controls the reinsurance business in the City of London. His name is Sington, Ken Sington. I added a couple of cod addresses, which I made up on the spot. Somehow, I don't imagine there actually is a balaclava road in Knightsbridge. Surely I'd gone too far, But no, they seemed to swallow it. Clipboard man wrote it all down with enthusiasm. I had the impression I'd injected an element of uncertainty into their minds. So now I came out with the outraged household a bit. How dare you come in here and attack me in my own home? The clipboard hit me on the side of the neck but either because I was a more difficult target at this height or because they were starting to think they'd got what they came for it didn't hurt so much. At that point the cameraman joined him with his tripod but it was one of those feeble spindly ones and the camera fell off when he swung it for the second time. I gave a laugh, not an entirely phony one, and started to get up. The one person I could reach easily at that point was the cameraman, and I caught him with the side of my fist right over the ear. I can't deny it felt good. And now Yorick belatedly started yowling in a freakish kind of way, zooming round the room at speed, looking like something out of a Goya black painting. For some reason, this really seemed to scare them. The woman shouted something wildly in a cracked voice. The cameraman and clipboard man grabbed their stuff and all three fled through the house and out through the front door. "'And don't fucking come back!' I yelled hoarsely as they threw themselves into their car and screeched away. That gave the neighbours something to think about, though since most of them were students, they were probably still asleep.' It was only midday.